episode of the Pirate Radio. We're coming back at you with the full crew again this week. Uh, it's been been a hot week. It's been a hot several weeks. We've been off our normal schedule a little bit, but trying to get back into it through the summer months is sometimes more difficult than than it might seem. Um, definitely, definitely been toasty here. My brain has not been working quite as well as I would like it to. Um, between allergies and heat and humidity and asthma and I don't know, throw no COVID. I, I I've tested twice in the last four days and have been negative both times. So I don't, I don't think it's that, but um, yeah, it's been, been a rough week for me. Jim, how you doing, man? I am actually pretty much in the same boat that you're in at that, at this point, I'm trying to get over a cold. I've, I've exhausted about half of my COVID test supplies that I've got here at the house. Just kind of making sure I don't have that coming up. My uh, daughter is off to summer camp here in a week, and it's essentially be very protective, make sure there's no COVID there. And then, you know, I'm a week away from vacation after that. So just kind of trying to limp my way into vacation mode. Matt, how are you doing, bud? I am happy to have internet. Yeah. Based up in Canada here. Yeah. How's that feel? Well, for a while, I, I felt like I was living, you know, in West Virginia. I hope I you there, Jim. Woke up Friday morning, and uh, it's like, huh, you know, my, my email's not refreshing. That's kind of odd. You know, you pop onto, like, Reddit or Twitter or whatever. That's not refreshing. It's like, yeah, maybe it's my internet. Then I take a look at my cell phone, and it's like, huh, I've never seen, like, a not connected symbol. Like, it was dead. So uh, for those who aren't in the know, Rogers Communications, uh, they are one of the larger data cell phone internet providers up here. They had a little bit of an oopsie, it would seem. There's actually a great YouTube video where somebody mapped out all their uh, BGP broadcasts that they did, and you can just see they all kind of disappeared. And for anyone who's worked with BGP, that's not really a quick fix because you make a mistake and you watch as it just propagates and propagates and propagates. And when you put the fix out there, it still takes hours and hours. Anyways, long story short, you know, it was like a post-apocalyptic movie up here. I mean, ATMs weren't working. Uh, most places, unless you were paying by cash, some of them maybe had credit that they could take. It's like grocery stores, gas stations. People are lined up, and they couldn't pay for things. Um, no cell phone. You don't realize how much you, you know, uh, use things like ways to get places for GPS and all that. I went out. I couldn't even call my wife. It's like, well, if I'm not back by like seven, just assume I ran out of gas. I'm on the side of the road somewhere. I'm sleeping in the car for the night, right? Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they uh, they they managed to get things kind of back up and running sometime overnight Saturday morning. Uh, mine's still a little twitchy. Texting wasn't working earlier. It looks like it's working now. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of how things have been. You know, it just felt like I was living in the 1800s. You said no email and, and no Reddit. So I don't think it was fully bad. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what? I, I am not going to lie. There, there was that eerie sense of, huh, I'm really isolated. You know, it's like I'm in my car. And nobody knows where I am. Nobody could get a hold of me, right? Um, there is definitely no FOMO from my end as far as, oh, I wonder what's going on with work. It's like, you know what? Something's really bad and somebody has a phone. They can still call support, you know, like go through the phone tree, find someone. But not much I could do at that point. That's me. Joe? 
Interesting. Yeah, I honestly, uh, I, I spent a decent amount of this weekend just wondering what things were like up in Canada, because I thought that was like a Canadian weekend to just be that disconnected out in the wild anyway. But then I was like, man, did somebody forget to like enable the the 6G like goose network? Because I would have thought that would completely be like your legitimate <laughs> backup for all things, right? And then did somebody like go post guard at the strategic maple reserves? Like I had so many questions and there was no news about what was going on up there, so... No. <laughs> jokes, Matt, jokes. You have yet to <laughs> apologize for the outage. What's going on? We're sorry yeah. for this inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was uh, no aggressive apologizing. Put it that way. Yeah, I was honestly wondering, like, with hearing that that financial stuff was impacted, I was like, "Are y'all just polite enough? You're just like letting people open tabs everywhere and just assuming they'll come back and pay for things?" You know. Is, is this when we find out that maple syrup is sold on the same like global market, the same way that like oil is? I uh, probably, man. I don't know. I'm sure there's got to be some equivalent of of like the barrel price for for the uh, maple reserves, you know. Well, yeah, a lot of that stuff is actually regulated. Um, but what was pretty funny is if you go around town, like you'd see a Starbucks A or Tim Hortons, and people just completely packed around it on the outside because it might have Wi-Fi, right? But because they're all franchised and stuff, like not all of them had Wi-Fi. So you would just see these random groupings of people, you know, just standing there and trying to do work, you know, on their phone or some people holding their, their laptop. But yeah, like like I said, it was it was surreal. It was like something out of a post-apocalyptic movie as, you know, resources are scarce and society's breaking down. So fortunately, it was only like one day. Had it been three, well, who knows, right? I'm just picturing these roaming band of like Canadian gypsies hitting every Timmy hose they can to see if there's Wi-Fi. <laughs> this is just amazing. But, We're well, here things, for the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi and a coffee. Things here have been all right. Uh, I, I can't believe it. I've actually made it through all of like 10 events this year, including like a full-on week-long conference and somehow avoided getting COVID through all of it. But now I like have been in so many groups with so many people that I keep getting these updates of like everybody who gets it and some people that are having to like cancel going to events. And yeah, I think it's I think it's ramping back up and I think it's going to hit us as we uh, as we fully get back to in-person events soon. So it'll be interesting. Well, that's a ray of sunshine as we're about ready to talk about VMware Explorer a little bit. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. So we, we kind of wanted to talk today a bit about VMware Explorer. Um, what most of you refuse to uh, use in light of the change of the name from from VMworld. Nope. Um, you know, it's <laughs> always VMworld. Yeah. Bring back the yeah. thick client. <laughs> yeah. I get rid of that that lowercase i at the end of my my operating system, please. Yep. Um, but yeah, we you know this has been a been a big conference for for the four of us and and probably for many of you. Um, a lot a lot of people that we know in the community is because of time spent at, at VMworld over the years. And so it's, it's kind of, kind of a big thing for all of us. And we're, we're all kind of in the, the mindset of thinking about that coming up. And as we record this, it's a little over a month, about a month and a half away. So what do you guys think? What, what do you, what do you think about the, uh, the renaming or let's, let's maybe, since you've already stated kind of some of your thoughts about it, <clears throat> excuse me. Maybe let's talk a little bit about um, why you think they changed the name, and if you think it's going to have an effect on the on the event itself. And now we hit the portion of our program where Matt becomes strangely quiet for very good reasons. But uh, I don't know. I, I gotta hate it. 
I mean, and everything else that's gone with it has just been, has not been great. Every time I hear VMware Explorer, I just keep thinking I'm going to put on my backpack and just start walking around going back, 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 back. And, uh, but it's. <laughs> I appreciate the reference. <laughs> but this is where just... Jim goes quiet while he starts hacking up a lung. Yeah. Oh, joy, the joys of a summer cold, right? But no, it's just like, you know, between that and then they did the whole thing with the alumni status and things like that, where effectively anything that you ever kind of like worked up through, you know, going to the conference over and over and over again has has kind of gone kaput. And it's just, it just, honestly, to me, it feels like them trying to kill something. They're trying to kill the capability and 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 to your point brian it's i this is where like my concept of the tech community comes from is this conference um you know the getting to know people getting to learn new technologies you know seeing all these things firsthand and interacting as a community all of a lot of my views for how that should be are shaped by by my attendance at vmworld a number of times, but you know, so I kind of hate to see what's going on, but that's me, Matt. What do you think? So yeah, full disclaimer, I work for VMware, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. Opinions are my own, so forth, so forth. Um, the, the vibe that I've been getting internally and, you know, there's probably been some messaging. I can't think of specific examples. Uh, but part of all this is I, I think they really want to broaden the horizon of when you think of VMworld, you think of a lot of vSphere stuff, <clears throat> excuse me, vSphere stuff primarily. Uh, you know, obviously, we've got all the other stuff, NSX and VRA and all that sort of stuff. I think the focus is really much more, think of it strategic now, right? Um, think cloud, think, you know, uh, all the hyperscalers, hybrid cloud, all that sort of stuff. It's really about broadening the audience that's attending. I apologize for my loud cat, in case you could hear that. He's very vocal about VMware Explorer as well. He's got his own opinions. He's a big fan of it. But where I'm going with this is um, I, I think this was an opportunity to kind of, uh, let's say, refocus things a little bit. So, yes, you know, there's still going to be technical sessions. But I think they also want to make sure they get that you know, um, buy-in from a lot of the larger customers, partners, I think executives and whatnot who want to say, hey, where's VMware going longer term, right? We want to partner with you, but we want to make sure that we have similar uh, strategic goals in mind. Can you help us achieve those things. So my question to that then becomes by focusing on those newer technologies and away from the core vSphere stuff that brought this community together, to me, the nature of the people that are going to show up for the conference is going to be different than what it has been in the past. Meaning that we're, we're, we're likely to see a shift of the people that attend the community aspect of things that the type of content um, the, the companies that are going to be, um, having booths and, you know, the, the traditional conversations that we have in the hallway track and stuff like that. Um, and to, to not call on the cat man, I, I guess I'm curious, Matt, if, um, if there's a, if that's, if that's a, 
being recognized by VMware, and and again, you can you can not answer, <laughs> or you can answer. But you know, I guess what's what's the feel for how things are going to change, and is that change intentional, or is are are they kind of just not thinking about how that might change? Well, I mean, I don't think there's any secret that, you know, VMware is definitely looking to the future, right? Um, vSphere is, you know, it, it's in basically every Fortune 500 company. It's in every data center. It's everywhere. VMware has become much more than vSphere. I think this is really an opportunity for them to try and take that perception of this isn't the same old VMware that you've had for the last 20 years. Now, this is a chance to say, hey, look, you know, yes, you might be aware that we're doing all these other things, but here, you know, is really an opportunity for us to shine and show you all these other things that we can do. It's not to say that there's not going to be any traditional vSphere talk. talk. I'm sure there will be um, because folks are always getting into this product. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, it's, it's really a chance to try and um, throw out, you know, more details as far as things that can be done. Joe, I think you had something that you wanted to say. Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, with the acknowledgement that there's there's always a crowd of people that are just now getting into the technology that are here at the conferences, and the fact that VMware seems to be targeting, you know, all of these new portions of their technology stack that really haven't been highlighted or haven't been at the at the center of the conference before. It just seems like there's a bit of a miss that if that's really the goal of what VMware is trying to do, but they're still taking it back to doing like intro level content. It seems like there's a big disconnect between what's actually getting presented and what's, what's showing up in the content catalog and, you know, basically targeting those large enterprise customers that are doing all of the additional things that are not traditional core vSphere stuff. But I don't know. I feel like the messaging just kind of got missed a little bit or the audience seems a little bit less relevant than it has in the past. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, they definitely missed the mark with the messaging. I think that that was, that was a big miss. It's just the, the nicest possible way that I can say that. And when you look at what like the content catalog is looking like right now, I mean, it's a little, it's a little light on the, you know, the community chops that, you know, we've all kind of come to know and love, you know, there's not much, it's all, it's all very, it, it looks very marketing. That said, you know, speaking for myself, the draw to VM world and the value of VM world was very, was very, not very often. It was the actual content from the conference itself. It was the people that were there. And, you know, when you get into that core group of people, you know, that, that value, I think still has a lot of draw this time around. You know, I think all of us have kind of heard or used the term hallway track before, and I I think it has some value. What do you guys think? Yeah, honestly, I think, you know, even to your point on it, not necessarily being the content that's, that's the draw, but the FaceTime or the hallway track interactions with the big presenters or even the, you know, PMs and some of the engineering staff that were there at the conference that we had easy access to that doesn't necessarily happen every other day of the year. 
that seems like that may be a real miss if that's not the level or the target for the content that they're going to have anymore. And if some of those big names or if some of those, you know, upper engineering and, and product management type folks are not going to be in attendance, which it's hard to tell from the content catalog, if they would still be there anyway, um, that definitely seems like a miss, you know, and, and to your point earlier about the alumni stuff, like I just questioned, like, are we, are we all now no longer alumni? Cause the entire conference has changed. Yeah. That to me was probably the biggest miss of it all was, was the alumni messaging on that front. Cause it's, it was, to me, it was, is a very clear message that we don't care that you've dedicated your time and money to us in the past. Um, you know, for a lot of us, the, you know, the whole pandemic situation was a reset switch on a lot of different things. Um, and we could, we could probably do a whole show just on how our lives have changed due to COVID and, and how we reassess things and, and are focusing on things differently. Um, and, and I know from, you know, what you said about the hallway track, Jim, for the four of us personally, you know, just acknowledge our own personal beliefs in this whole thing is that, you know, this, this was a yearly family reunion for a lot of us. And, you know, knowing that this new approach is probably going to exclude some of our, some of our friends from attending this year hurts. You know, it hurts us to know that they they won't be there. We won't be able to have that one place that we can meet up. Um, but it also has has a real effect of of changing um, the nature of the conversations, I guess. Um, so, you know, one of one of the things um, I get asked about with with VMworld, and I've 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 been to every VMworld in the U.S. Um, and my my approach to VMworld has changed a lot over the years. You know, the first few years it was what is this VMware thing? The first year I went was like, Hey, they have a conference. Maybe I should go to that and, and learn as much as I can, as quick as I can. That was in 2004. And I learned a ton. And that's when they announced, um, you know, they announced vCenter, they announced vMotion, um, things like that. And I'm like, wow, they're doing some really cool stuff. We should really start playing with this. And then the next two or three years was, was really about learning it and learning it really, really deep. Like I was, I was getting into, cause you know, back then it was, you know, we didn't have implementation guides. We didn't have strong guidance on how to do things. We had to figure stuff out on our own a lot of times. Um, and then it slowly became more about the community and being able to to take that hallway track, like you said, Jim, has been my focus the last five or six years. Um, and obviously my job has changed and, and what I need to get out of it for my job is different. But the the thing that's always been consistent for me is, you know, where's the industry going? What what are people doing with this technology? What What can be done with this technology? Um, and that, that doesn't always happen in, in a, in a room. It doesn't happen in a breakout session. It doesn't, you know, sometimes it, it starts in a keynote. Sometimes it starts in a breakout session, but like you said, Joe, talking to, talking to the speakers, um, just going around and listening to what people are saying, um, randomly running into people you would never encounter virtually or at a, at a local VMUG or things like that. Um, having conversations with, um, friends of friends that then become, really good friends. Like some of my, some of my best friends in the industry came from not people that I knew directly, but people I knew who knew this other person. And over time we get closer and closer together. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the nature of community is, is you're constantly moving around and finding different people, learning different things, experiencing different opportunities that can never happen any other way. Um, and that's always been a big part of my justification for, for going to these. And, you know, 
to, to tie it back to where I started with this big long rant, um, you know, personally, we we all are really really need this event to be our normal circle of people that we see at VMworld, but it's not going to be there. And so I I, I want to pull us back a little bit and help us to realize that we have personal feelings that that are getting in the way of our judgment of of what they're doing here and, and the focusing and the changing they're doing. But at the same time, it is going to change the nature of what we get out of it. And from a business career perspective, um, very likely we, sh- we shall expect something very different at, at Explore than what we would normally get at VMworld. That's completely true. Um, you know, and that actually kind of leads itself to, you know, the you kind of started to hit on it, Brian. I mean, it kind of makes me consider, and I've actually had a few conversations about this in the last few days of really what's... What's next? So if we think that, you know, you know, I, I, I would love, I love VM world. I'll love VMware explore. Um, the hallway track to me personally has always been, you know, more educational than sitting in a session where you get, you know, a white paper regurgitated to you. Um, but you know, and, and being able to sit down and talk to people and be able to learn from their experiences, but then be also now that I'm on the, on the partner side, be able to actually go forth and say, Hey, here's this thing that we've got, you know, kind of get that stuff. That's, you know, I think that's particularly important, but so, you know, if this doesn't happen, you know, that much, or it loses its importance going forward, what do you guys think? Where does the community go? That's, that's kind of, that's a hard question, right? Yeah. Um, th- that, that's a real tough one, right? Um, I, I'm sure there's lots of other communities out there, like the V community you know, that have sprung up, you know, Microsoft's kind of got their own communities that they do and stuff like that. Um, I think what's kind of more so unique, about the V community around the VMware ecosystem is really the longevity that it's had. It's been around for a long time. Um, a lot of that came straight up from VMworld, right? Like we've been talking about, you know, the hallway track, that's where you get to meet people. That's where you get those fantastic relationships that are built. Um, but over time, a lot of people have also kind of left the VMware ecosystem as well. You know, you get things like HashiCorp, that's kind of on the fringe of things. You get a lot of the stuff with Kubernetes that's on the fringe of things. So will there be a direct replacement? I I don't think so because there's so much more going on within the industry now, right? VMware used to be the one that kind of brought all those things together. Um, but now a lot of these things kind of, they do their own thing as well. You know, uh, usually using HashiCorp as an example, you'll find them at, you know, AWS. You'll find them all sorts of other places because they work all over the place now. It's not like they're just working with VMware. So where does this bring us? I don't know. Um, there used to be those VTUG events, the, what was it, the virtualization or technical users group? I, I forget what it stood for, but they were kind of like an independent VMUG. There were never any up in my neck of the woods, but those seemed pretty cool to me. I, I know those are no longer you know, in the works, but that would kind of seemed like the next logical replacement to me. But long story short, I've got no idea. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting just to see what the temperature of everybody in the room is at Explore, like see what people think at the beginning of the event, see what people think at the end of the event between both the content and 
just what the event looks like with, from what we've heard, a, a significant decrease in the number of attendees that plan to be there. Um, and yeah, I don't know, maybe we're just kind of getting to the point now that it's, it, it seems like a lot of people that attend conferences now are attending not a single conference a year, which it used to be in the past that a lot of people were pretty specifically aligned to like VMware and VMworld or, you know, networking in Cisco live or Veeam and going to Veeamon and things like that. And not too many people went to multiple events unless it was the smaller user group events or some of the smaller ancillary conferences. And it seems like now we're in this world of multi-cloud and multifaceted technologies where everybody kind of goes to all of the events and maybe VMware is just seeing that, you know, this initial transition to this first iteration of this conference is just going to be a smaller impact, which maybe was something they understood and accepted with rebranding it from VMworld to explore. Cause I'm sure a lot of people just got dropped off with no longer having the name recognition of it, but maybe that's just going to be the change, right? And maybe this just becomes one of the events that we attend every year that's going to, you know, just kind of overlap with um, what sort of technologies there. And maybe we're just, I don't know, overthinking what it's going to be. Yeah. But at the same time, that's, it's just hard to, to really see that coming under the leadership of Broadcom, I'm, I'm very, very scared that they're not going to see the drive for community that was there from the beginning with VMware. Well, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I somewhat will push back the Broadcom itself will be the ultimate del- delimiter of, you know, is community important to VMware? VMware itself has had quite a few iterations since honestly the last time any of us probably in person went to a VMworld. Um, you know, they've had a lot of like, there's been a lot of changing of people and things like that. And you kind of wonder how much the top down culture, you know, changes and, um, and where that focus becomes. I mean, Broadcom may well have a lot of effect in it. I also wonder, you know, we've heard, like like Joe said, we've heard about some smaller numbers at the event. How much of this is, this is the first time back for what is the quote unquote community event post pandemic and what we've been seeing. It feels like we've had a summer so far and of, you know, larger events and every single one of them, you start seeing comments about, well, yeah, this was a super spreader event. So I wonder how much that's in people's minds at the same time. Yeah, I think that there's going to, we were already on a trend pre-pandemic of, and and it's been mentioned already, that the community that was built around VMware is starting to to spread out to other places. I don't think there's a single event that will be the, will be a center to the IT community as VMworld was for so many years. VMware was unique in the fact that everybody eventually kind of started using them and every vendor out there wanted to cooperate with them, which meant you had this interesting mix of storage vendors and management and, you know, companies that wanted their stuff to work on VMware and wanted people to know that their stuff worked on VMware. And so it was this really interesting mix of, of different technologies, different disciplines that all did center around that one place. And, I don't see it in the future of another company pulling that together. 
um, just like that. You know, I've, I've heard people say, oh, it's AWS. It's going to be Ignite. It's going to be this, that, or the other. But none of them are as pervasive in, in enterprise IT as, uh, as VMware has been. So I think it's, I think it's going to fracture. Like we're, we're going to see different people at different places and it's going to be more Venn diagram than it is going to be a circle anymore. Yeah. Just follow up on that. Yeah. You know, I, I absolutely do think that we are going to see, I think you phrased it perfectly, a fracture, you know, let's call it in the V community, but I don't necessarily think that it's a, a bad thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've got a lot of, um, say emotional investment in the V community. I think we all do because it's all given us a lot in terms of our careers, our lives and so forth. Um, but this might also just sort of be the natural conclusion. As the industry progresses, things change and this just might be one of those things. Um, do I think that rebranding this as VMware Explorer is what's actually going to cause that fracture? No. Absolutely not. I, I think this is something that's naturally been occurring. I think this just happens to coincide with it. Who knows, right? We come September, October, might look back and say, hey, you know what? Actually, that was a fantastic event, right? I know a lot of us are kind of a bit more on the negative side, just, you know, things change. People in general, humans in general don't like change, um, but only time will tell. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fascinating to watch this evolve um, as I've always enjoyed watching the IT industry evolve as uh, up to this point, you know, 20 plus years now with with the rise of VMware. And I don't want to say the demise or the fall of VMware by any stretch of the imagination. It's not going anywhere. Um, worst case scenario, it becomes more like IBM in the mainframe where it's it's just there. It's always going to be there. And those of us that have skills in it, you know, in, in about 40 years will be in super high demand. Um, I doubt it's going to be that way. Like people are going to continue to train on VMware. It's just too core and it's not going to move away anytime soon. So it'd be really interesting to see how, how things evolve, um, how, how community evolves. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll start seeing the return of things like interop where you get a lot of different technologies together in one place that is vendor agnostic and designed for, Hey, we have to work with all these technologies. Let's let's get together and talk about how they all work. But um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, you know, if, if you're going to VMware Explorer, um, you know, there's lots of people that have lots of experiences out there. Um, you know, if you've never been, hit people up on Twitter. Um, you know, just reach out to anybody that that you see talking about the VMware community um, because if they're not going to VMworld and, and have advice for you, they'll be more than happy to point you to people that. Um, that will be able to help you. So definitely reach out. Um, and all four of us are, are open to those types of conversations as well. But we've been jabbering for about 30 minutes now. So I think we'll uh, we'll cut it off at that. Um, look forward to hopefully meeting some of you in person um, at, at VMware Explorer or at various other events around. Um, but otherwise, we'll, we'll catch you all on the internet. Take care, everybody, and, and stay cool.